Welcome to Genfluence, the home of intergenerational influence, with me, your host, Grace. Hello, guys, and welcome to another episode of Genfluence. I am so excited for another week, start of another week, start of a Monday. We're starting it off right with Genfluence. I hope you guys are all doing well. I'm really excited about today's episode, all about like the future of property. I don't know if you're like me, but I'm one of those people who are always dreaming about home ownership. Before we get into that, my influence of the week because it wouldn't be gentleness if you didn't have an influence of the week. It's going to start to sound like I read a lot of self-help books, which I don't, but I am currently in the middle of exam. So I actually can't like read anything that's like requires too much energy. So I went back to a book that I started and never finished. It's called 101 Essays That Will Change the Way You Think by Brianna Wiest. I think that's how you say her surname. Yes. So what I like about this book is it's literally just essays on one, like multiple topics, different perspectives, which like I say are really important, but it also doesn't require like a lot of like brain power <laughs> for me to read them because I don't want to go from like going through all my cases and like academic commentary and doing exams and then reading something really heavy. So I've just been reading this, which is really, really fun. Is it really fun? Yeah, I think it's not like a this is how to change your life but she's very big on like the way you learn to see things that you encounter whether those are problems or like challenges or happy things the author Brianna says that if you consciously learn to regard your quote-unquote problems in your life as openings for you to adopt a greater understanding and then develop a better way of living you will step out of the labyrinth of suffering and learn what it means to thrive I don't believe in glorifying suffering. And I also think some problems we really don't need to encounter in the world. But I feel like sometimes problems and challenges, I don't like to call it problems, really. I like to call it challenges because I'm like, there's something you can learn at the end of this. But that's just my perspective. It's an interesting read. Um, really interesting perspectives on multiple things. So that's that's my influence of the week before we get into the episode. I am definitely one of those people who spends her free time looking at houses around the world. And imagining the kind of life I could live in that house. Obviously, I believe in being present and loving life where you're at. But I also believe in like good aspirational vibes. And when I was in high school, I would literally scroll through Property 24 before bed. Like every single time. That was me. Well, granted, not in grade 8 because I didn't have my phone before bed. <laughs> but anyway. Um, and then during lockdown, I would nostalgically binge watch Inez's LA home tours and I am not a person who ever misses any architectural digest YouTube house tours like I love house tours but I think I just like I love seeing how people design homes I love seeing the thought that's like put into homes and it's just great ideas it's great vibes I have like a home board on Pinterest um, of what I want my future homes to look like I think you guys get it I love homes. I love property. And so I was like, there's no way like we're going to have gentlemen and not have an episode on, you know, on property. So I know that owning a home has always been categorized for the most part as a rite of passage or a symbol of success over the years. 
Um, but I definitely think if there's something that highlights different generational attitudes, it's property. Not as many Gen Zs or millennials still see it in that like way of like a rite of passage, like we have to have it. Because I do think a lot of people who are in the younger generations are also embracing a more nomadic lifestyle. So on TikTok, I see a whole lot of people packing up their homes because a lot of people work from home. Um, they've taken it as an opportunity to kind of travel the world. And well, I mean, for, it depends on where you live, whether you can travel the world. But like if they can't travel the world, then they just kind of go around where they live and live in different homes and experience life while they work. So I definitely think there's like a change in attitudes around where people choose to live. According to a millennial survey carried out by the Financial Times, although nearly half of the millennials stated that they considered themselves to be financially secure, over 50% of them said that they had to delay or forego the purchase of a home due to debt or their financial situation. But Gen Z, on the other hand, are far more confident that they will become homeowners with a report from Halifax revealing that 59% of 18 to 21 year olds are committed to purchasing their own property. And a quarter of these 18 to 21 year olds are expecting to fully buy their first house by the age of 25. So I, th- I think that that's really interesting. I definitely still see the importance of being a homeowner personally but I don't think that we still need to see it as like the ultimate thing of success. I think that success is literally what you make it, but whether or not you want to buy a home, that's literally up to you. But in today's episode, we'll be talking to Sabia. Sabia is part of the generation that is defining the future trends of property with his YouTube channel called Let's Prop In. This YouTube channel is centered around exploring and showcasing some of the most beautiful residential properties in South Africa. Literally, guys, um, in addition to binge watching all the other home channels that I watch, Let's Prop In is one of my favorite YouTube channels. Sabia and Neo literally tour some of the most beautiful houses. Like when I say beautiful, I'm, I'm not kidding. Sabia is an aspiring role player of the built environment, currently doing his honors at the University of Cape Town in quantity surveying. He has a keen eye for planning, directing, and coordinating bodies of work. He's immensely passionate about property development, real estate, and architecture. And this passion has led him to completing a number of internships during his undergraduate. He has interned at Investec, Equity Properties Fund, RLB Pentad, and HouseMe. In this episode, we'll be talking about his passion for property, the rise of virtual home tours, whether property is still seen as an attractive investment, and his vision of a tech-enhanced property sector in South Africa in the years to come. I hope you guys love this episode as much as I did. So GenFluence community, meet CBS. Hi, Sibia. How are you doing? Hey, what's up, Grace? I'm good, thanks. How are you doing? I'm good, thank you. Thank you so much for being one of the first guests on the GenFluence podcast. We're super excited to hear about Let's Prop In and your passion and vision for property in South Africa. But before we get into it, can you tell us a little bit about who you are, what you do, and where did it all start? Yeah, sure. Firstly, I'd like to thank you for having me. I think it's a great honor being here. excited to talk to you about my journey and where we're at. Um, at the moment. So a bit about me, name is Sibia, surname is Sibia. 
Um, originally from Joburg, moved to Cape Town for my studies, did a BSc in Construction, Economics and Management. Um, currently doing my honours at the moment, specialising in quantity surveying. So that's almost in line with what I want to do um, after leaving varsity. And yeah, that's me in my free time, enjoy going outdoors, spending time with friends, family. Um, that's just me and Masha, yeah. Fun fact, my mom actually studied quantity surveying too in university. So I'm sure she'll love this episode. <laughs> Before we get into the interview, what is your, we do a thing called influence of the week. Um, and it's yeah. basically just one thing that you've watched, listened to or read this week that you're absolutely obsessed with. Or it could be a person. Maybe for me, a couple of things. Um, a person that I listen to like almost every day. I know a lot of people like, are kind of scared to listen to him or like, um, yeah, I think scared's the, the word. Uh, David Goggins, um, he's the man, he's a Navy SEAL guy. He's like a motivational speaker. So I probably listen to him like every two days. And the real, he broke like the world record for the amount of pull-ups in, in 24 hours. And he did like 5,000 pull-ups in one day. Um, but like what attracts me to him and what the things that he says is that he's, he's so blunt, he's so real. He's, he says it how it is. And for me, that just hits home. Um, Cause I think I'm the type of person that's a realist at heart. And I don't like talking about things that could be, I like talking about what we can do now, the practical aspects of things and the steps involved in getting towards where we want to get to. That's definitely really cool. I'm going to check him out. Never heard of him until today, but I'm going to check yeah, but him don't, out. Don't, don't freak out. Um, so coming to your passion for property, what do you think are the influences that played a part developing your passion for property? Firstly, I think it was my dad. Um, growing up, he used to have his own real estate agency. So I think as, as a kid, like going with him, following him around to people's houses, to viewings, to show houses. I think that built a lot of my passion for real estate. And also, like, I remember as a kid, we used to just dress up and on a Sunday, go to, like, a show house. Um, even if we weren't going to buy the house, I think we just went to there to go see beautiful properties. So from a young age, I'd, like, I'd, obviously I believed them. I thought, okay, we need to buy this house. Um, I start getting excited, I start imagining my room, I start imagining the things I put in my room, this is what I want to have. Um, so from a young age, that was instilled in me. So growing up, um, I think I carried on with that sort of passion by watching guys like uh, Ryan Serhant, uh, Grant Cardone, uh, now recently Inez Hilmaza, Eric Conover. Uh, so those types of, like, those are the type of guys that I, I look for inspiration and I base, I base what I'm doing off that. I personally love Inez. I've mentioned this before, I but I actually think you put me on Inez. Yes. It was you. Yeah, it was, yeah. <laughs> I spend my time just dreaming about like the home in LA that I could have. I watch all of his like house tours. I'm like, okay, yes, that's what I want in a house. And I, I'm like your dad. Like when I pretend like that's actually my house, I'm like, that's my room and I would paint it in this color and I would do this. Yeah. I, I manifest it because one day <laughs> one of those homes will be mine. No, you have to manifest it because <laughs> you have to live it before it happens, you know? Yeah, no, definitely. So at what point were you like, okay, 
obviously you had like a lot of property influences and I think it plays a huge role if like that's something that your parents are a part of and you get to grow up with it. But at what point were you like, okay, property might be the industry for me. And how did you like get into what you're doing right now? So I always, always a strong word, but I always knew that this is something that I'm interested in and I would love to involve this in work that I do as a grown up. (laughs) But it wasn't clear to me. I had to try other things first to be able to almost like take things off. Okay, I've tried that. I've tried that. I've tried that. Not really passionate about that. That's just maybe a glamorized. I've, I've looked at it. It's not really with that. Um, it's not really in line with what I want to do. So I did a lot of things like draw varsity to test like sort of other things, other industries which I might be interested in. So by doing all those things, it's sort of like, just cut them out and made me realize that, okay, no, property is actually what I have a, a real true passion for. And how did I get into it? Well, my degree, firstly, it's, it's sort of in the built environment. So it's in line with property, construction, real estate, that whole engineering also, that whole sphere of just infrastructure developments. So my degree, by choosing that, I chose to stick within that realm. And the degree that I am doing, uh, quantity surveying is so like, it's so vast and broad that you can literally fulfill any role in the built environment. It's not, um, it's not stuck to one specific thing. I think like for an example, an architect, an architect is quite limited in terms of the amount of things they can doing a project or their role in the project. Um, they involve predominantly in the design aspect of a project. What you have to do in my degree is that you're, you're required to do VAC work. Like it's just part of the degree. You can't graduate unless you, you do that, the amount of hours required for the VAC work. So by doing VAC work, you get to meet people, you get to know more about the industry. So that's how I got a little bit closer to where I wanted to be, like getting to know the people, the industry, and you find out a lot of things through that. And I think that was so valuable for me. So fun question. Do you have like a favorite element of a home? Like, is there something that you're like, if a home doesn't have this, I would not purchase it. (laughs) That's a tough question because I think there's so many different elements to a home that just adds to the overall holistic house. But if I had to choose, like they said, okay, Svea, today you have to decide. This is the one part where we have to, we have an input to design, I'd say the bathroom. Me too. Oh my gosh. That is definitely me. With Airbnbs, I'm like, if it's an ugly bathroom, do not give it to me. I don't want it. My friends know if it has an ugly bathroom, I am not staying there. I don't care how, I don't care if there's a pool. I don't care if there's a jacuzzi. I don't care if it's like. It does not matter. If yeah, I don't care. Modern and just overall, like it's comfortable then yeah no that's 100% bathroom and good lighting that's my thing in a home like those two that's a big thing for me so coming on to let's pop in your youtube channel um (laughs) and i think when it comes to the south african property market besides top billing i never really saw too many people creating content around home tours in south africa i definitely saw people doing like luxury one-on-one so like if they went to a really nice airbnb some people do a home tour but i don't feel like that's like proper real estate content that's more like what i would class as luxury content and so i for one 
have been waiting for a real estate channel. And I feel like Let's Prop In is finally giving us that. Some of your comments say that you are literally better than Architectural Digest. How did you start Let's Prop In and what gap did you identify in the South African real estate market that led you and Newa to start a YouTube channel where you guys showcase some of the most amazing homes? I'd love to say it was me looking at the market and looking at what's happening in property and then um, figuring out what gap can I, can I infiltrate. I'd love to say that, but I don't think it was that. I think it was just purely driven off something that I'd love to do, like something I'd be passionate to do, something that I'd enjoy. Like imagine me going to nice houses, beautiful homes, and just talking about it and people listening to what I have to say, my two cents about these homes. I thought that would be cool. I remember this one distinct day where, so it was lockdown last year. I was watching an Eric Conover video last year and I was just looking at his own apartment, which was like five years ago. The small one open plan apartment in New York. He's looking at it, he's doing a tour around it. So I thought I could do this. Like I could really do this. Since I enjoy this type of content, I could create this for myself. This would be so cool to do this. Um, then I sent I sent that video to a friend of mine just to get like a second opinion on how this type of content would be for South Africa. He almost like swayed me away from it. Like, okay, it's cool, but like I don't think it's gonna work. I don't think it's cool. Like in a South African context, it's it's weird. All these different things. But when he said that, I don't know why I I knew I had to do it. I knew when he said that, I knew, okay, no, this is it. This is the one. And I always tell you, like, if you don't have haters on your thing, then it means, like, you're doing the wrong thing. So as soon as someone hated on this thing, I, I knew I had to go into it. So I said, you know, how can I, because I'm sure you, you've also had this in the past where you, you think about doing something, you think about a lot, you plan it, but then you end up not following through. How would this be different to the other times where I've thought about something, how do I ex- actually follow through with this? I said, okay, you know what? I have to do two things. I have to announce it publicly so everyone can know I, I want to start a YouTube channel and I have to put my foot in financially. So if I paid for something. So what I did is I posted on Instagram, I'm starting a YouTube channel, I'm going to be doing this. Then I put like the editing software. By doing those two things, I knew, okay, now I don't have a choice. I have to do this. The next day, told my friend, dude, just hold up a camera. I'm going to be walking around our apartment, film it, and yeah, we'll see what happens. Did that. I'm sure my friend thought I was joking, but he he, he played along with me, uh, shot the shots, uh, posted that video, got good feedback. But yeah, that's how we, st- we started the channel. And from then on, it's just been, you know, it's been an exci- exciting process, more trial and error than anything. I mean, like we can't look at anything in a cycling context to guide us in terms of how to do this thing, we almost just have to figure it out ourselves. I definitely think you touched on two important things. Firstly, start where you are. So I feel like if you never started with the apartment that you guys had, you would have never got into that house in Stain City, which by the way, I don't know if that house belongs to someone, but I definitely feel like that's my future home. That is is my future home or one of my many future homes. But I think that's so important because sometimes you can, like you said, You'll plan to make a plan to make a plan. You're right. Until you announce it publicly and then you're like, well, now I've got to do it. Otherwise, this is really embarrassing. Um, 
But yeah, I definitely think it's important to start where you are, even if that is your own home. I think that that's so cool to hear because now you got, like you guys got to work with Digs Connect as well and make content yeah. for them. So I definitely feel like it's been such a cool journey to watch just like as a viewer of your YouTube channel. But coming on to the future of property and property trends, firstly, none of this constitutes as like financial or home advice. This is just our opinions. But onto property trends and property as an investment. I know that growing up and a lot of people around me, um, property was seen as like a really attractive, lucrative investment. It was like buy as many houses as you can and rent them out. And I mean, wow. even with Airbnb, that's what a lot of people still do. Data from FNB shows that in 2020, young buyers, so that constitutes anyone below the age of 35, now account for 43% of South Africa's residential sales. And I think that's a pretty impressive statistic given the year that 2020 was that like so many Gen Z's and millennials could purchase homes. But I wonder now that Gen Z's and millennials are exposed to more investments like crypto or shares and ETFs. I mean, shares always existed, but I think especially crypto um, as like this really attractive, lucrative investment. Do you think that property is still as like is still the great investment that we once saw it as when we were younger? Actually, interesting. I wanna. I don't want to dissuade anyone from investing in property at all but from the outside growing up i always thought like investing in property that's that's you know everyone says just invest in real estate and sort it and as a kid i thought okay that that's my plan like i'm just gonna get a couple of homes i'm gonna rent them out and everything will be smooth but then i mean the first two months of this year i worked for a real estate agency um, and you really see like the insides of owning a property it's not just owning it and then renting it out there's owning it you have to pay rates and taxes you have to pay levies you have to pay maintenance i mean even if you're not in the home the whole year there's fees that you have to pay there's taxes so it's, there's so much so much more that goes into property than what's um than what's put out there i think what's out there is glamorous and it, it looks attractive, but to actually own a property, there's lots, there's lots more, there's a lot more um, homework that needs to be done. I guess with anything, I mean, property is another asset class. It's not any different to stocks or anything. Yeah, with stocks, you have to do your homework. You have to look at the company, look at the history, um, look at the industry. Um, with property, there's property fundament fundamentals that you have to look at. You have to look at location. You have to look at demand. Let's look at the type of property. So there's so much more things that you need to look at to be successful in property investment. I think that just goes without saying. And I think from the outside, it's made to seem more simple than that. But I think if done right and if you are willing to put in some work in growing your property portfolio, which is something that I'm looking to do one day, you could be, it, it is an, uh, an attractive asset. Yeah, I think there's a lot of work that comes with property. Um, I also think people, I mean, I don't know if it's like a general thing that people consider, but it's not as liquid as other investments. So like if, yeah. God forbid, there's a person called John Doe and they bought like, I don't know, like 7 million properties and then they have some sort of 
incident where they need like 7 million rand, you can't sell all of those houses tomorrow. Like that's just not good. I mean, granted, no house costs one rand. Now that I calculated what I just said, 7 million homes for 7 million rand. But um, the point is you can't just be like, okay, I have an emergency and tomorrow I'm going to sell my house. It's like, it's quite a big process. It's a massive decision. Yeah. But for people who are still looking for homes, I think obviously growing up, you are also told that like, even beyond investments that like it's important to buy a home um, and that like homes are seen as like a, a status symbol of success still and yeah. something that people yeah. do pride themselves on having. Um, and I think it's so interesting that like back home, a lot of people are like, well, not a lot of people. I just think I've met a lot more people back at home who don't doubt the fact that they are going to own their own home one day. Whereas I come here and everyone's like, oh, like homes are really expensive. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that that's like really interesting to see attitudes about home buyers. Like, across the spectrum before you leave what is your vision for the future of property in south africa so property is in south africa just property and the built environment in 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 general such a a traditional industry where it's, it's rigid in its own like old ways of doing things and then construction industry is quite it hasn't really evolved in terms of uh, technology so I think that is something, well, in the last couple of years, technology has become more of a thing using drones, um, prefabricated inter- um, elements, construct- construction elements. So I think technology can play a huge part in property. Um, moving forward, I think a lot of, there's some companies now which are uh, real estate companies, but they are completely online. Um, things like that, technology has a huge huge, huge role to play in the property industry. Um, I think with also with these tours, video tours, I think when, we're, when we were beginning with these tours, we were just doing it because it was our passion, but then we, we immediately found that it was actually a gap in the market and lots of agencies, lots of companies were looking for people to do this for them. So that's going to be a huge thing. Uh, moving forward, I know in, in the UK, in the US, it's a big thing already. So in South Africa, I definitely see that um, growing in the next couple of years. That sounds really exciting. I think I love virtual home tours. I think even if you're not going to buy a home, it's just fun to watch. I'm a big advocate of that. And if anyone is like me and loves looking at homes, I mean, Let's Profit has some of the most beautiful homes and like. Stay in city. I think you guys, you guys have a, yeah, you do a lot of properties in Cape Town as well. And who does not want to see the property in Cape Town? I mean, minus the prices, but um, (laughs) I mean, after moving to England, I feel like the Cape Town property prices, I mean, comparatively aren't too bad or like too expensive. You get get like, I get so many people commenting from like the UK, um, America, commenting on the channel and saying like your prices that side are actually reasonable. For the same amount this side you wouldn't even get half the size so i think a little bit of perspective is also also important no that is very true i watched a video the other day that was like if you had five hundred thousand pounds what kind of home could you get around the world and it basically did like a home in the uk obviously um a home in texas a home in south africa and a home in dubai and all of those homes were like super nice. And then the house here was like not that great. And I was like, yeah, property <laughs> here is really expensive. But yeah. anyway, thank you so, so much, Sabia, for coming on and sharing your insights. Would you like to plug yourself before you go off this interview? 
Um, yeah, show us. BS Bia 13 on Instagram. Obviously, let's prop in on YouTube. Also started a, a TikTok account. BS Bia 0. And yeah, that's where you can find me. Um, you guys will want to see the next the next video tour in Cape Town. 65 million. Villa. Trust me, you want to see this one. That is so exciting. So everyone check him out. And honestly, I do. I love the quality of the Let's Prop In videos, but also the homes. Check it out. Live your best aspirational life. And also great for manifesting. If you, if you want to manifest a great house, yes. I, I highly recommend checking it out. Thank you so, so much, Sabia. Well, guys, that is the end of another episode of Gentlens. I hope that you guys enjoyed talking about property and property investments. Lovely home tours as much as I did. I love property still do still very much do um and comment your thoughts on the instagram page for anyone who is not following us our instagram handle is we are gentlens and if you love that episode as much as i did and you have even just a second to spare please don't forget to rate and review on apple Podcasts. if you love this episode and you are still not following the podcast be sure to click follow or subscribe depending on what platform you're on. We're now on all the major platforms, um, which is really, really exciting. But until next time, guys, I hope you love this episode. We have some more exciting episodes coming up. So definitely stay tuned. And until next time, bye.